Hey everyone, welcome to the inaugural edition of the Thunder Moneyball podcast. My name is Eddie Streck, and I'll soon be joined by my buddies Victor Janor and Jeremy Parr as we talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. But I wanted to give you a little backstory as to what you're listening to and why it exists. Three of us met in college at Oklahoma City University about 10 years ago and pretty much instantly fell in love with Thunder basketball. It's been a central aspect of our friendship and we've never missed an opportunity to discuss the team and the NBA with each other. But life happens. I moved to Dallas for graduate school in 2013, and Jeremy just moved to Los Angeles to focus on his career as an actor. So the three of us rarely get a chance to talk about basketball anymore. So we decided to start a podcast. We've been working on this since the summer of 2018. None of us really have any experience doing something like this. So we've definitely hit a few bumps in the road along the way. This episode is the culmination of our efforts so far. I'm sure I can speak for all of us when I say that we're proud of how far we've come. Our plan is to release an episode every other week from this point forward. We hope you enjoy this conversation and hopefully many more to come. Before I go, I need to give a special shout out to my co-worker, Joseph Vandegrift. For his amazing work on our logo. We absolutely love it and think it perfectly captures the spirit of what we're trying to accomplish here. Thank you, Joseph. All right, here we go. And don't forget to thunder up. Jeremy. Guys, we demolished the Houston Rockets morale last night, and that makes me really happy. Yes. What do you guys think? Yes. That was the best win of the season, right? Yes. For Clearly. many, many reasons. The, the comeback was awesome. You know, being in Houston Saturday night primetime was awesome. Uh, Paul George was awesome. Russell Westbrook was awesome. Russell Westbrook's postgame interview was awesome. There were just <laughs> there were just several things about it that were so fun. Such an enjoyable game. Well, Lisa, one thing you got to know about me <laughs> is my game's not predicated <laughs> on making shots. Like he had balls that right dude, before that. Just say that. Did you see the clip? Like the like half second before that, where he were, they would pull them over. Yeah, yeah. He was He's like, like, I got to go first. The good looking one's got to go first. And <laughs> yeah. the, good, the good player's got to go next. I love favorite. him so much. He's so, it's just, and, and I really appreciate Paul also because it seems like every time they interview Paul, he stands up for Russ. Like whether they even ask him mm-hmm. about it, he talks about Russell. Like I, I just, I love that oh, there's yeah. a concerted effort there to spread the good word that, you know, 
all these people talking uh talking trash on Russ, they don't have any room to stand. Yeah. You know. They're he just, actually not he attention. actually said we need to destroy this narrative, you know, which which is good. I think that's really good that he he put that out there. Do you guys think that Russell had that locked and loaded? That whole my game is not predicated on making shots and he was just waiting for the perfect time to say it. I kind of think that he did. I I think he's definitely I don't. thought I don't it. I believe that he pulled that out. I'm sure he's thought it before, but I just I I, I I'm with you on that, that Victor. I, th- question. I think yeah. he probably it came out like he didn't practice it like in the mirror, like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss a bunch of shots tonight intentionally and then we're gonna win. He didn't he didn't do that. <laughs> predicate, predicate, predicate. Well maybe predicate. Yeah. Uh, look this one up real quick. <laughs> maybe not maybe not word for word, but but he definitely wanted to say something to that effect at some point. And I think I think he he maybe waited till the perfect time where it would have the most impact, you know, and there wasn't a better time than last night, without a doubt. I agree. That was perfect because it's just like I said in, in our group message, you know, Russ was shooting us out of that game. He missed six, eight, six straight shots in the fourth quarter. And I think the last couple shots in the third quarter, he made that one three and pull up transition. We were down 20 and I was like, oh, so you're going to make that three. And then he missed a whole bunch and we made the comeback, but he kept missing shots on our opportunities. And I was like, man, this is just, he's going to, he's going to shoot us out of this one. And then he made that. I tried to uh, talk to some people on Facebook about, uh, yeah, awesome. Fantastic win. Um, Those shots that he missed were all at the end of his shot clock and broken plays. So for me, he just has to find Russell that was making those shots, which is fine. He'll find that it'll be okay. But I'm just saying that's going to be the defense of the future or in our near future all the time. Um, so if we get behind, like we've been getting behind at the, at the beginning of games, coming back is going to be more difficult if they're going to play great defense where Russell's going to end up with the ball at the end of the shot clock. So either he needs to attack the basket more when he's in that situation, or I don't know. We got to, we got to, I don't know. We got to clean up some things on our offense. I think we're clearly doing much better and shooting really well, but those are dangerous places to be at the end of the shot clock. I, I think I agree with you. A team like that, I, you're you're 100 right about that. Um, he was making he was ma- he had he was forcing it. He had to make a play because we didn't have any other thing going on uh, on the offensive end. But the problem was that it's not, and this is a thing I've noticed all year is that it's not just his jumper that's not going in. He's missing a lot of bunnies at the rim. I mean, he he missed yeah. some really bad layups last night. And, man, it's hard to watch because you know that you used to be able to see him slip through everyone and just gently toss it up and, and it would go in. And he it seemed like he's he was still doing wild. that. You're right. It just seems like it's less frequent. Yeah, I mean, his, it's got to be clean. His percentages are down, but you know what? It doesn't matter. We've won. 10 of our last 11 games, uh, we are now, what, a, a half a game out from the second seed of Denver? Yeah. Depending on what happens with them this week, we could end up being the two seed by the time we get to the All-Star game on Thursday. You know? That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it, but today, Royce Young went on a tirade, and I just love everything well, someone he else. said. There was someone else that had done it first. Like it was like first in the morning, this dude woke up and was just like, "Let's talk about Russ." And then Royce was also like, "Yes, let's do it. Let's talk about it." It was great. Mm-hmm. It's just that's know. why that's that's why I love uh, Royce. I, I just think he does a really good job of 
telling the story like it is, you know, on a national level level when it comes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. But but also he knows the players and he knows Billy Donovan and he knows the schemes so well that he's he's able to defend it in a way that no other personality, you know, ESPN personality can because he knows it so well and he can back it up with with facts and information that no one else has in the league. You know, definitely not like a Skip Bayless or, you know, no. somebody like that. Well, that's the let thing. Me, let me ask. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Eddie. Then I ha- well, uh, well, we'll I, have one more. Uh, I was going to switch topics, so go ahead and Well, uh, just just one last thing. I think the, the thing that makes Royce great is the fact that he watches every one of our games. The people that detract Russell do not watch all of his games. They don't see him play 100%, all the time. It's so important. 100% correct. You can't get, you can't gather what you need to gather from Russell Westbrook based on his stat sheet. You just can't. He's going to put up a whole bunch of numbers, and then sometimes the games are going to be close, or he's going to have 10 turnovers like he did last night. You're not getting the whole story. You have to watch because he does everything. He's doing everything on the court all the time. He is running. He is rebounding. He is pushing the fast break. He's defending this year, which is just probably the most incredible thing for the whole season. It's just I think Royce has it has the perspective, like you say, on the team because he's got insider knowledge, and he just watches the games. No one else watches, and so they don't they don't feel like they have to give Russ the credit he's due, and it's it's frustrating. Yep. yep. An idea. Let me, Shouts out to Royce Young. You yes. Know me for real. Yes. <laughs> if we ever get big, love I'd love to talk so to Royce on this show. Um, I'd be a little nervous <laughs> that would be about fantastic. it. We're from the same hometown. We're both from Mustang, and I didn't know that. He's a few years older than I am, nice. but. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Now, let man? me. Uh, in terms of the game last night. Let me ask you this. Now, I know it didn't completely shift the narrative of Harden MVP, but did it possibly gain Paul George more traction in the MVP conversation? And if something crazy were to happen, like if Harden were to suffer a significant injury where he missed, you know, a month or whatever, or, you know, the Rockets, I don't see them starting to lose, but if they started losing, whatever, is Paul George next in line behind James Harden and and last night's game was that kind of evidence of that I'm I'm not sure that he's second in line just yet the 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 biggest thing that Paul has done so far this season is that he has displayed his dominance on both of the guys that are above him right now he has taken it upon himself to defend James Harden and to a degree defend Giannis and he has outplayed them in both of their matchups against both those teams. Uh, that's the coolest thing to me is that he is like, yeah, I see those guys. I see what they're doing. I'm going to quietly do my business against these other chumps. And when these guys come into town, we're going to show them what I'm what I'm doing this year. You know, and I mean, he dunked all over Giannis and he outplayed James Harden last night. James Harden had a great game. And I hate yeah, exactly. watching it. I hated watching it. Just watching him dribble and dance up on top of the key just every freaking play, knowing he's either gonna step back, make a stupid shot, or drive to the rim and get a stupid foul. He did it and he just kept doing it. But Paul's like, you know what? I can do what you're doing, but I can make it look better, smoother, and I can be more efficient. So suck it, dude. I he, <laughs> it was it was awesome. That's that's the biggest thing for yeah. him, but in terms of a, a of a long like a the whole season long narrative, I I'm not sure Paul is second just yet. The Bucks are too good. The Bucks are playing too well. Giannis's numbers are too good. He's scoring more points and he's got 12 rebounds. I mean, Giannis is 
he's on he's he's quiet but i think he's probably next in line yeah um mostly because of the title of that particular award um because here's what i'll say about last night and i want to say if we went back into our unreleased archives i believe i have said before that this team lives and dies with dennis schroeder and we mm-hmm. do not win that game Preach. last night without Dennis Schroeder. Preach, man. Yeah, yeah. He needs. He deserves a lot of credit. Absolutely. That but third quarter was just amazing. Part of the reason I even bring that up is what I was thinking while we were just now talking about this MVP thing, and I was like, Dennis Schroeder could get uh, most improved or six man, and I was like, this whole team, if that was a award, most improved team. Oh my goodness, maybe we don't win it. But when you watch last year's team compared to this year's team, last year's team does not pull off this victory against Houston. Last nope. year's team just loses oh. by like 15 points. They roll over. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they roll absolutely. over and we stay down by 20 plus the whole game. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. the, yeah. I, I already told you guys before we started recording. I'm like, I'm going to call my dad today. We're going to talk about this game for probably like 17 hours. Um, <laughs> just the team is at a place right now where that victory – while it was extremely impressive and felt great, I was still like not that surprised. I was like, yeah, all those people just did what they were supposed to do, and then we still won the game, even though James yeah. had an awesome game. Eric Gordon was making shots that frustrated me. Austin Rivers was making shots that frustrated me. We had like not awesome three-point coverage, and then they still made a bunch of shots. And then we did have good three-point uh, coverage, and then they still made a bunch of shots. <laughs> I know. Still that. won the game. And I was like, yeah. oh. This this team exists now that we have that can win these games. So I know that I knew at halftime when they were down by so much that they wouldn't get blown out. I mean, I had I had trust in this team that they had like a ton of fight in them, and their third quarters this season have been pretty good. Uh, they had they were the best third quarter scoring team in the league at the beginning of the season, like after twenty games or something. I don't know what those numbers look like now. But I knew they wouldn't get blown out. And I texted you guys in the fourth quarter, and I was like, you know what? I'm okay if they lose this game because this comeback was really, really impressive. The fact that they won was just icing on the cake, you know? Obviously, that was phenomenal. But I would have been fine if they would have lost because they did show that fight, you know, that they they can come back on a team that was just scorching from three on the road, you know? So it was was very enjoyable, fellas. I, I enjoyed it greatly. That was a lot of fun. Full I disclosure, really we all agreed that we would all accept uh, Russell uh, triple-double, James not getting 30 points, and a loss. We were going to be okay with that, and that would yeah. have been perfectly Yeah, and then he had yeah. 25 but. points in the first half, and we were down by 22, and I was ready to jump off a yeah. bridge. <laughs> like, None uh, of those things are going to happen. <laughs> None of, I'm not going to get any of it, and I'm probably going to have a bad night's <laughs> sleep. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Victor, you brought up something just a minute ago that I I wanted to ask you guys. Um, in terms of most improved player, does Terrence Ferguson deserve to be in the conversation league-wide this year as most improved? And is his body of work so far enough uh, to get the recognition? Because we know, as we've watched him, compared to last year, this dude is on a totally different level. He is playing mm-hmm. with way more confidence he is he is not afraid to take those big jump shots. He defends. He defended James Harden really well last night. He's good on switching. He can get over the screens. He can drive. He can he can pass the ball a little bit. The dude is balling, and he is twenty years old. I 
I'm not sure that he's going to win it, but I want to know what you guys think. I, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. You go ahead, Victor. I'm going to look up his numbers real quick so we can okay, compare. Well, yeah, I've got his numbers here. Um, oh, okay. Good. On the, If we're talking about the eye test, um, to watch film on him last year and watch film on him this year and his impact on the team last year and the impact on the team, yes, he should be in the conversation. I don't know the rules um, about how that goes. I do know that he has literally doubled the minutes this year, um, which most people will say if you play for longer, then number one, you should be on the floor, but also hopefully your numbers will go up some. That's fair. Um, but the only thing that has gone down is his free throw percentage, and it's gone down so much it's very sad to look at. <laughs> but what? how many shots? I mean, how many Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I feel like he, so he doesn't he, get to the line very much at all. Yeah, he's averaging point. Uh, Three yeah, or no, I'm sorry. He's, he's averaging half half a three to free throw attempt a game. Point five. So that's yeah. That's yeah it. He's probably taken less than fifty threes this year or fifty free throws this yeah. year. He's taking twice as many field goals this year and shooting better field yeah. percentage. Um, taking one more three and shooting uh, significant like a little bit better. But yeah, you know that was sixty games last year and for forty seven right now. Not to mention his defense, guys. I mean, he is a well respected yeah. defender. Yeah. In the league Definitely. now, which which is he crazy. Lockdown plays, yeah. And there, I, I would mean, s- there were some of those shots that James made on perfect defense from Terrence Ferguson that yeah. I was just like, ah, yeah. I hope that he doesn't take yeah. that poorly because he clearly, I mean, there's no better way to defend, and then James just makes a shot in your eye. You know, I well, I also yeah. saw Paul and Russ when Burton was out there and he was getting toasted by James. That that's one of the yep. things that I love about this team so far is that we, I see those guys really being great teammates out on the court during the game. I mean, there was a there was a point where we were down. I think we had just gotten down to single digits, and then they made a three and put it back up eleven. I think, and Russ pulled in Jeremy Grant, Terrence Ferguson, and he grabbed them and put his arm around their neck, and it just it. I don't remember ever seeing stuff like that happen back in the the first era of Thunder basketball with Durant. I, I just don't remember that. It was much more of a situation of everyone is looking at Russ and Kevin and thinking, all right, save us. And it, it, <laughs> it, this this team is, is different, man. They pull, He pulled those guys in, and I don't know exactly what he said, but I, I feel like it's got to be like, listen, you can't, you can't be down. He's going to do that. They're going to play tough on you, but you got to keep pushing. You know, all these, these, these different things that you can say to these guys. And they did it with Burton too, when he was getting toasted. And I, it's just, it's such a display, a great display of leadership. And I think that's really the. Well, I'm sure they're the like, think about how much we do that to you in practice. We've been tearing you up all year, and you're going to be <laughs> upset about this, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Burton. To answer your question, go ahead, go ahead, Jeremy. Well, to answer your question, I I think that if Terrence Ferguson sustains what he's doing on the court. Maybe he gets that three-point percentage up to 40%, which is not unlikely. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he got that three-point percentage up to 40% by the end of the year. I think that he's in the conversation. I mean, I I don't know any other player right now who is just going to run away with the the award. Do you guys? Uh, I think not. I Derek think Rose is probably has the best chance. Sabo, yeah. Um, Sabo's doing real well this season. I think D. Rose could be in the conversation i think there's a lot of argument and pushback against that because how do you give the most improved award to a guy that won an mvp already 
Yeah, which that's I I get that I fully support that I get that argument, but at the same time, like I don't think that they that's taken into consideration all the circumstances surrounding Derrick Rose, and I I would be okay if people made that made the argument for him, but the fact is like the Wolves are not they're not as good they're just not as good they've had turmoil I I don't think that you can give it to that to that guy um I I don't think I don't think Ferguson's gonna get it I don't think he's even gonna get recognition for it he's too young it's only a second year but. I was just watching, man. He is, and Royce, Royce said it too, you know, he has become an extremely important player for us. I mean, he is absolutely essential. I mm-hmm. I fully, uh, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, I'm at the point now where I, I don't see any possible way that we can put Andre Robertson back in the starting lineup. I just don't. I don't see even his elite. If he came back and was the best defensive player that he's ever been, I still don't see that that's can overtake the value that Ferguson has brought to us. And the fact that his ceiling is so much higher now, uh, I just don't see it. I, Ferguson is so important and grant too. Honestly, well, we, this is, this is these two guys. In addition to the, I mean, the other three big, our big three, we've got a stack starting lineup, man. And we're, we're locked in for three more years. These guys are going to keep growing. It is exciting time, exciting time for Thunder yeah, basketball. I think as far as, those two particular players, and I mean Robertson and uh, uh, Terrence go, I think that because the way our offense is working now, where we usually start games and we're inside out, we work through Steven as long as they give us Steven, and then when we don't give us Steven, the first thing that happens is a corner three or an open three for T-Ferg, and then he makes that, and it's it's very good when the offense can click at the beginning that way. The whole scheme changes if you start Andre, unless he magically is going to be shooting amazing from three-point land also. Yeah, Which, it's it's tough. It could, because that could happen. Because there's also something to be, yeah, there's also something to be said for T-Ferg coming in off the bench and still being awesome defense, but also making some shots, especially if Schroeder's going to be in the game to run the offense. Um, so, I mean, it can be messed with. I will probably be upset if a situation where Robertson starts happens, um, but I could see a little bit of why it would be that way, but I wouldn't like it. I just think Ferguson's advancements are, are too way better. They're too uh, reliant on confidence. And I think if you bench him, when Robertson gets back, you're going to take the confidence away from him and you're going to put him out of rhythm. And I'm afraid then his shot's going to stop falling. And that just means he's going to feel worse. And then he's going to have a hard time defend. I just think it's going to be a chain reaction. I, I think you yeah. get you got to leave yeah, him with you. in the lineup. I, but we'll see. We'll see what the coaching staff decides whenever that happens. Um, yeah. To be clear, I still I, love Andre, and I, I do want him to come back and be healthy and find a way to stay on the oh, team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We already lost um, the guy this week that I think we all loved. Um, yeah. And I, it, you don't like losing losing players, especially in the situation of Alex Sabrinas. I mean, no one knows what's going on, and that's. That's totally okay in my view. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, we don't, you know, we're fans, media. No one deserves to know what's going on with Alex Sabrinas. It's his life. It, it's a personal matter. The team's made that clear, and I really hate the the narrative around it. You know that that thing that you retweeted yesterday from that complete tool bag, um, yeah. Jeremy, the guy that was uh, saying like, you know, talking about the Harden trade in in terms of having waved Abrinas and I'm thinking how long has that guy been sitting there waiting for Abrinas to be gone from the team 
to pull up that tweet so that he could make that point. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, that's a totally different discussion, but the, the fact is I, I love Abrinas and I want the best for him and my hope that he can figure out what's going on and get back to playing basketball because man, there's nothing more fun than, yeah, so they could- than see Senor and, and seeing him rub those chops, man. I, I, I hope he can do it. I hope he can come back. Yeah. And that's the thing I think it was worth pointing out. We, that's kind of confirmed, right? That he's like stepping away from all of basketball and not like just the thunder. Right. That's what um, yeah. my understanding is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he gave so. money back to the Thunder. That that I blows think. me away. Like a one point two. Yeah, I, I said, yeah, I retweeted. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Almost his I whole contract. I hope he's okay. I really hope he's okay. Uh, you know, yeah. If he ever listens, if if somehow this gets to him, we love you, Alex. Do you? Absolutely. We support you in Oklahoma City. Yeah. No. No one. I mean, true Thunder fans are not upset with him in any way. You know because. Clearly, he's going through something very, very significant. And you're right, Eddie. It's not our place to know. We don't deserve to know, just like a lot of fans are saying. Um, so uh, I th- I think, you know, he's still a young guy. I think whatever he's battling, he's strong. He he will get through it, and he will be back. And hopefully, he'll be back in the Thunder uniform. That would be really fun, you know, a year uh, or so down the road. That would be so exciting. The ovation that he will get if when that day comes. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, boy. That's, yep. that's going to be look- – I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Fellas, Anthony Davis is still a New Orleans Pelican. <laughs> he is not a Los Angeles Laker. Did the did the Pelicans mess up when they yes. uh, when they turned down this trade? Oh my goodness. Well, okay, I can't I can't be so definitive about it, but yes, they messed up. They're <laughs> they're never gonna get that package again. I mean, the Lakers were dumb already to even offer that package for Anthony Davis. I don't care. I don't care if you're if it's Will Chamberlain. Like you don't offer half your team and your future like all of your future assets for one guy. I just you you don't all all it takes is looking at the history of Anthony Davis and the history of all of his injuries to say, well, you know, what happens if we trade our whole team and we rely on Anthony Davis and LeBron, 35-year-old LeBron next year and Anthony Davis tears his meniscus or his ACL or sprains his ankle? you suddenly are completely irrelevant as a team because you have no one else to handle your business. It's just, it's, it was foolish of the Lakers and I think equally foolish of the Pelicans to not accept that deal. I, I can't believe they didn't take it. I can't believe it. You go next Victor and then I'll go. Well, I, I am not in charge of a basketball team uh, for lots of good reasons. Um, but also, well, like what you just said, you're relying on those two people. I feel like sometimes they get wrapped up in, well, we're the Lakers. We could do that <laughs> because they're going to make money mm-hmm. as a team. So you always wonder how much they care about winning basketball. Because, like, if you're a Celtics owner or a Lakers owner, you're like, yeah, I mean, the team's been winning championships since basketball. <laughs> so how, how many more of these do we really got to win? Well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's my perspective on it. I think that if Anthony Davis was going to be a free agent this summer, I think the Pelicans did make a mistake that that was good enough to the, what the Lakers offered was definitely good enough. But the fact that he's on contract next season, I just don't see what the rush is because the Lakers could make a ton of moves this summer. And we all know that they will. 
And then they could offer an even better package for Anthony Davis next year by the trade deadline. And then, you know, they have Anthony Davis and LeBron locked up for a few years. So, so to me, I get it, you know, and, and I, you know, we all remember the DeMarcus Cousins saga with Sacramento several years ago when they made that trade. And then it ended up being not what everyone thought it was going to be. You know, everyone said that the Kings didn't get back enough for, uh, for DeMarcus Cousins, but it's worked out okay for the Kings. I mean, they've had those players have, have become mainstays with that organization, Buddy Heald, and, and they've had some success. You know, they may be a playoff team this year. Probably not, but they might be, you know, they're, they're definitely there. Yeah. They're at the bottom. So I, I, and I love the fact, by the way, because there was a lot of talk about, you know, oh, will the Pelicans sit Anthony Davis, you know, for the rest of the year? So they, so, you know, they save him from injury and all that. I love that Anthony Davis said he wanted to play. And I love the Pelicans said, okay, you can play. Um, I like, I like that a lot too, but I just, from the, from the Lakers perspective, I just don't, or not the Lakers, the Pelicans perspective, I'm fine with them not doing it because there's just no rush. I mean, they've got them on contract next year, do and you, that was you, a great offer, but they may have an even better offer next year. Do you year. think that he's going to – I mean, I don't think that he's going to be on that team next year. I think they're they're definitely going to trade him this summer. I, I, I don't see any way that he plays any games next year for the Pelicans. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a trade deadline situation next year. I think the reason they waited they, is because Boston has the opportunity to send a – slightly more talentful package in the summer once they have the ability to sign re-sign Kyrie Irving I mean Boston's already offered like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and yeah. these are all better than the Lakers guys um oh yeah and, absolutely and I'd much still, rather still go has a nice chest of 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 picks that they can send too but the, the the biggest thing is that AD has already come out and said that he's not gonna you know, he doesn't want to, he's not going to sign with Boston. He doesn't want to play for Boston. He wants to play for Los Angeles or New York. And I mean, he could, Milwaukee he, was he, the team he, he mentioned Milwaukee too. Although I, I don't see that they need to get Anthony Davis. They have the best record in the league right now. I don't know why they would try to mess that up, but you know, again, like you said, Victor, I'm also not an NBA GM. There's a lot that goes into these discussions, but there is, there is, and money, money controls everything, and I'm sure there's like money issues that we're not even considering. Let me get, ask you guys this: how much, how much is the Lakers offer Magic Johnson, and how much is LeBron? Like, does LeBron have a big say in in that in that trade, or does the media just kind of blow that out of perspective? I mean, we remember the big trade Cleveland did last year where at the trade deadline, they get got rid of like half their team, you know, and basically blew it up. Um, is this LeBron or is this Magic Johnson? Or is it a combination of both? Go ahead, Victor. Eddie, you go first. Okay, all right. Um, well, I think the narrative around LeBron has been that he uh, – secretly pulls all of the strings behind the scenes. And I, I'm not sure that we can know that uh, for sure, but there's a lot of situations that make you really kind of look and wonder if that actually is the case, because it just seems a little too perfect that, you know, Anthony Davis fired his manager and is now under Rich Paul, which is also LeBron James's manager. And then he comes out mm -hmm. and says, I want to be traded and then he comes out and explicitly says, I only want to play for the Lakers in a situation where th they know 
that the only other team that can offer more than bought than the Lakers is Boston, but they can't offer it yet. So it was a strategic move to come out and say that you wanted to be traded at this point and not wait for the summer. Whenever you know, the Boston could just instantly make an offer that the Lakers couldn't match. Uh, it's tough to say. I kind of, I, I kind of lean towards, yeah, I think LeBron does have a, a pretty good say in this. Um, but, I also think Magic Johnson's probably part of the part of the the deal also. Yeah. And let's not forget Rob Polinka is actually their GM. Neither one of those guys are the official general manager. You know, Magic is That's the executive true. vice president or something, president of basketball operations. Yeah. But I, I think I think LeBron had a, a huge say in Cleveland. I think that front office did whatever he wanted to do for good reason, yeah. you know, because he he made that organization what it is. What was? I Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say, Victor. first out, uh, first off, uh, shouts out to Luke Walton. We're never going to talk about you on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but also. Oh, my gosh. There was a report that, that LeBron phenomenal. wanted him fired. I don't know if you guys. It kind of disappeared. Say, but I like you so much. I liked you when you played for the Lakers. I love your dad. Yeah. But no one cares about you at all. That sucks. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, go back to that last season in Cleveland where, like, half the team got shipped, like the Larry Nance and all those people. Yeah, I know. And I feel like back then, people were way more okay with saying, yes, LeBron is sending all these people away. Um, That being said, he is still just a player. Now, his influence clearly is above everything else. But he already plays for the Lakers. He already signed the contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? Four years. He's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there. So, sure, he's going to have all that influence. But you got to imagine that Polinka and uh, Magic are like, I mean, he's already here. We're just going to find something close to what he likes, and then everything will be fine. And I think part of that yeah. is the deal is that there there is a, a such a big pressure to put a contending team together for the Lakers because LeBron's 34. He's yeah. Thus, they're th in the LeBron window. Thus far yeah. evaded father time, but we all know that father time's undefeated. And I, I don't know when it's going to happen for LeBron, but it's probably going to happen during this contract. I would be shocked if he's still playing this well when he's 38 years old, that would be unprecedented. I mean, that's Tom Brady level goat right there. Um, but you know, th there's a pressure there, and I think that they're probably like, we got to put this together now, because even and once well, you find that the team, the thing is, go ahead. We got to find out what their end goal is. If their end goal is to find a youngish dude that LeBron can pass the buck off to in the next three or four years, to say, all right, now you're the Lakers, or are they just going to try and win LeBron another championship with a storied franchise? It it depends on what their goal is. And I don't know that those are going to line up with each other with LeBron and the management. I think the Lakers' goal I, is always championship first. Yeah, I don't think I would definitely they ever look that. for the future. I, I think that in yeah. in a lot of ways they are the exact opposite of the Thunder. Like they are going to make the move for now every time. I mean, look at that trade that they they got they got Dwight Howard and Steve Nash back with Kobe and Bynum. Was Powell still there? Or did they yeah. trade Powell during that? I don't. I forget. And that exploded spectacularly in, in there in front of them. You know, they made all these deals to to keep Kobe. They gave Kobe such a ginormous contract at the end of his career. I mean, that wasn't future thinking. <laughs> that was past thinking, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't think that they look for the future. So I think that they're trying to win that now. Was, but 
Yikes. Here's this before your statue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 As a part of this package, we're also going to build you a statue. <laughs> We've talked about this before, guys, but um, and I'll, and I'll say my opinion first. Where do you want Anthony Davis to be next year? Personally, I would like to see him in the East. I would like to see him in a Knicks jersey, maybe coupled with another star player like Kyrie Irving. I think that would just, if Kyrie Irving went to the Knicks, the Celtics will still be good. Bucks will be good. The Knicks will be good. That organization will be revitalized. It just makes the East way, way stronger. Um, and this is actually one of our topics of discussion today. We don't have to roll right into it, though. But I do enjoy these players from the West going to the East and making the East stronger. But where do you guys want Anthony Davis to play next year? I, I'm with you on that. I think, I think the I mean, as a Thunder fan, yeah, I want him in the East. I don't want to have to deal with him. Mm-hmm. I don't want Anthony Davis to come scorch, you know, torch us and beat us when they shouldn't. They have no business beating us. But at the same time, I, I don't think it's realistic. Uh, if he ends up in the, I would like to see him play with Kyrie Irving. I think that would be the funnest matchup to get. That would to be a really both good those yeah. guys. It would be best for basketball. Team. I think. Um, whether that's in Boston or New York, I think would be really cool. But the realistic thing is for me is I just don't see either of those happening. I, I see him in Los Angeles, you know, no matter what it takes, it's going to, it's going to happen. Um, unless he, he plays like one year for Boston, you know, he could go there and they could play, give it a, give it one whirl and see how it goes. But, you know, look, look for another uh, trade request if they don't start out very hot from Anthony Davis because he's like, well, this yeah. didn't work. I want to go where yeah. I want to go, but I, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think the yeah. East would be a good spot. Kyrie's a good player. Be a good matchup. I, I'm going to be on this. I'm on the same boat with Eddie. Um, here, you're going to have to get back to me, or I'm going to have to get back to you at the end of this season, though, uh, because yeah. what I initially thought was, well, I'm still riding the high of this particular victory that we just had. <laughs> if, our, if our team is just, like, amazing at the end of the year and we Western Conference Finals it maybe get a chip, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, if it's, like, clear that the next two years we're going to be the force, like, I don't care where Anthony Davis is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, I don't want him to play with LeBron in, in L.A. I really don't want that for the Thunder's sake. You know, I I don't want. Do you really think that they I would be that good? I mean, I'm, they, they're, they're they gonna have, be good. They would be good, and LeBron will carry them to the playoffs and through the playoffs. They will be a hard out. But do you really think that they will be good enough to be like Warriors level right now, where it's like it's a to it's win a four, sixteen foregone collusion, conclusion that they're going to beat us playoff games? Well, well, here's the deal though: the Warriors, I believe, and I think you guys are on board, are not going to be the Warriors anymore after this summer. And, um, and yeah, LeBron James, man, I, I, I will never, ever bet against that guy. I'm terrified That's of him. Smart. I mean, it's he is, smart. he's the Michael Jordan of our era. He's the only player right. that really terrifies me. It's, you it's know, smart. it's a smart move, I, but like if it's a smart move and he's a superior athlete, but at the same time, we are still talking about next year. LeBron is 35 years old yep. and look at what they he's are going to have to give up to the to playoffs. Get Davis. Yeah. So you're yeah. going to have. A starting lineup that will be very good, and then maybe two bench players that are worth anything. Unless yeah, that like, team is playing fantastic defense, I'm not 
afraid of it. Look at look at look look at look at it this way. You can compare the the future Lakers, Anthony Davis, LeBron James team with our team right now. You've got two absolute dominant bona fide superstars, and then you're gonna have all of the pieces to fit around them. And look at our pieces, and then look at what's gonna be left of the Lakers. Like, do you think that LeBron thirty five year old LeBron and Anthony Davis would be better than Paul George and Russell Westbrook? Not even not even looking at the at the other the rest of the team. I mean, I, I think that honestly I I'd it'd be a tough battle, but I'd give us a shot against that. Then you throw in all the advancements we've made, plus Steven Adams. I mean, I I'm not so wouldn't I'm not so scared of the Lakers. I at least not in the regular season. In the playoffs, because yeah. LeBron, you got to be scared of him. I'd be scared if it's just LeBron. I'm going to be scared if we have to match up against the Lakers this season. Absolutely, absolutely, I will <laughs> yeah. be. I don't want to yeah. fight. I don't want to fight LeBron. We've never we've never beaten LeBron in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's all remember that. We've only played him one time, yeah. but we didn't beat him. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh what if Kevin goes uh, to the Lakers? Mike Miller. <laughs> God, Mike Miller. What? Seven threes. Come what on. Is man. This? Before the three point era, even. Come on, man. <laughs> Mario Chalmers. <laughs> what is the scariest Lakers team? <laughs> LeBron and LeBron and Anthony Davis or LeBron and Kevin Durant? What's the scariest Lakers team for Kevin you guys? Durant? I think. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think so too. Anthony Davis, I, this role, I go ahead. This role Kevin Durant finally in the big in the Lake show. Come on. Kevin Durant soaking that up. Man, if he finally just I will never I'll never respect him again, but if he finally just is, decides, <laughs> you know, yeah, I want easy rings. Now. I'm going to go chase every ring from now on and just finish my career with like nine easy rings. And I'm gonna go join LeBron and Never finish finish LeBron's career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a statue outside every arena. <laughs> uh, well, that kind of rolls into our next topic. Our our old pal Kevin Durant has been a little a little upset. He has maybe been in his feelings lately, as Russell is always in his feelings, particularly about the media. Um, he's been throwing fits. I don't know if you guys remember this, but around the All Star break two seasons or is it three seasons ago three seasons ago when his last year with the thunder he also had a two or three week period where he just spoke out about not being very appreciative of the media and the storylines they would spin and everything uh do you understand what kevin is saying or do you think he's being a big baby well we know he's a big baby but that's true (laughs) i also understand what he's saying i just think he's wrong I, mm-hmm. It seems to me, yes. Kevin does not. It, it, okay, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take his side right now, and I'm gonna say, yeah, he probably I can understand not wanting all that pressure, not wanting every single time you talk to the media, them asking you about where you're gonna go, about what's wrong with your the Warriors locker room, if do you are you still friends with Draymond? Like I get it. If you get asked those questions over and over and over again, that gets annoying. I would hate that. I would, but. I don't make millions of dollars to play basketball. I'm, I didn't put myself in the situation to know that those questions are going to come at me every time. I didn't make a stupid decision to go join the Warriors for my own personal benefit at the cost of the team that raised me to, uh, to avoid those questions. Like, I, he has to understand that if the media does not exist or if the media only plays nice with him, 
he's not going to get that multi-million dollar contract because people aren't going to care. There's only so much that the game of basketball as the pure sport can take you. We, the reason the game is so big is because of the media is because of the storylines, because people have treated, treated it like a soap opera. They've built it up since the eighties. They, they overplayed that magic bird rivalry. It's Mm -hmm. all been my, and then Michael Jordan and then Kobe and Shaq and then LeBron. It's been this big circus of a soap opera for the last 30, almost 40 years now. And he is a direct beneficiary of that. And he needs to Mm -hmm. grow up. He needs to understand that you can deal with this better. You're making millions of dollars. These media guys aren't, they, they are coming out to do their job. And your job is to smile and deal with it tactfully, not be a baby about it. I, that's, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I, I don't think I'd ever say that to Kevin Durant's face, but, uh, I'm going to say it on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I, I agree with everything that you said, but also I think that Kevin has a chip on his shoulder. I think that he is upset that he has not gotten the credit that he thinks he deserves since he went to Golden State. You know, he has two rings now, guys. And I, I think he expected the whole world to just bow down to his basketball greatness, but they're not. They're really not. And he's been described as a man without a team because the Warriors are not his team. The Thunder was his team, but they're not anymore. Um, I think I think it's kind of filtered into that. And I think also... It has to do with the fact that I think in the back of his mind, he knows that he's going somewhere else this summer. And I, I think that that's he feels some pressure. I think that uh, that, you know, his he's just worried he's, he's maybe going to make a bad decision again. I think that all has to do with that, too, because the media asks these tough questions to him that he doesn't know how to answer gracefully. You're right. He's got I, I think he's got that oh, chip. and it, it, you, it is interesting that he brought up that he. He did this in his last year before he moved teams too, you know. It's, he did. There's a pattern. I, I tried to find some of that stuff. I couldn't find it though. What were you going to say, Victor? But there was. I love this particular conversation mostly because of the timing, um, and I hatched an idea that I might speak with you guys after this about. But it has to do, Jeremy, with that movie that I sent you guys to watch. Mm-hmm. High yeah, Flying yeah. Bird. This is only adjacently related, but it does present uh, a particular lens and a viewpoint in that of control. Um, which, I mean, and it's also branching out of basketball and just the general human's uh, uh, need to be able to be in control of some situations. Yeah. Because. Everything that we've said, and we've been saying this forever, about being a basketball player is true. You sign the contract. In the contract, the media will speak to you, and they will ask you questions, and you have to deal with it, which makes sense. In this age, trying not to get lost in a persona for something that does not need a persona is getting more and more difficult, I think. These are just supposed to be basketball players. I have just, mm-hmm. I have made James Harden a character in my head. I don't know James Harden, but I know what he, the way he plays basketball and what I like about it and what I don't like about it. And it gets very difficult to delineate the two. If you're listening to a music artist, they are putting on a persona and they are making you buy into a brand. They are feeding that brand and they are all about that part of their job. 
for a basketball player, I imagine it gets very tricky and very difficult, especially at the superstar level, to play la- play the game that you like clearly a whole bunch day in and day out, and then constantly reevaluate the other things that shouldn't really matter because all they're going to do is affect the game. Does that make sense? I hear, I, that was very eloquently said. Yes, I I hear what you're saying. I agree with that. Uh, it, it's funny that you said the word brand because th- this is the era of the individual NBA player brand. Kevin Durant is a part of, yeah. of where that came from. You know, back, yeah. You think back whenever AI came into the league and he was so different than everyone else in the M- in the NBA, and David Stern didn't like that. And so he in, he instituted yeah. a dress code and a code of conduct and all of this stuff, and suddenly kind of tried to make all of the NBA players representatives of the NBA. And that's been very, very relaxed under Adam Silver. And all of a sudden, you've got all these guys that are, you know, Kevin Durant and LeBron James are making more money from the stuff that's not playing basketball than they are from playing basketball. I mean, the, LeBron yeah. and Kevin's contracts with Nike are way bigger than any of their contracts with the the sport you know like their mm-hmm. personal brand yeah. is their business and it just seems to me that kevin does i, I don't think he has an I, identity i don't think he he has that brand i i think he lost it whenever he decided to move to yeah. golden state and that's what gone. i'm saying he he's a man without yeah. a team yeah exactly yeah he definitely that, yeah you're so, right he doesn't i don't i think he feels lost. i feel he feels like he's lost like he just does not know what to do at this point, mm-hmm. how to get himself out of this mm-hmm. situation that he's built. This is the disclaimer. None of us are uh, psychiatrically trained. Sure. But uh, no. we, also have, we also have eyes and have read books. So, yeah. Uh, and it is, it is something that we all it is something we all care about, too. You know, and we we observe, yeah, especially with a player like Kevin Durant that we had a, a close connection with for a long time when he played for our team for eight seasons, you know. Um, you know, the, the whole, the whole idea about players being characters is interesting. I, I'm really glad I got to hear your Ted talk on that, Victor. Um, it makes me feel lucky that we have a player on our team like Russell Westbrook, because we love Russell on the court and we ro- love Russell off the court. You know, we love yeah. Russell Westbrook, the man, but we also love him as the player. And there's some players in the league that that aren't easy to love off the court or easy to love on the court, you know, but the two are different for sure. And it it does all have to do with the storylines, the soap opera, you know, that the, the media picks to, to exploit, you know, or whatever. Um, So, yeah, but yeah, bottom line saying all that Kevin Durant does need to learn to grow up and just stop being a big baby about stuff for sure. And, and it is, I believe that it is because he has a chip on his shoulder. You know, he he wants more credit. He doesn't think he's getting the credit that he deserves. And maybe he'll get it. Maybe next year he'll play in the East. He'll he will be the man on some team in the East. He will take the team to the finals. Maybe they won't win. But, you know, and then maybe he'll he'll start to to get some of the credit that in his his mind he thinks he deserves. And uh, don't get it twisted, everyone that listens. We are aware that Kevin Durant is a mega superstar. And is Absolutely, a, a stone cold baller. Like, don't get me wrong. He should get props. He plays lights out. Uh, any team he's going to be on, he is going to have a ridiculous season next year. So yeah, he's a 20, well, that's why it was so machine. frustrating. 
That's yeah. why it's so frustrating for NBA fans, not just Thunder fans, that he went to the Warriors because he is one of the most talented dudes on the planet. He's one of the best athletes at his sport on the planet. That's why it was so frustrating when he went and joined a 71 or 72 win team, whatever it was. So are we in agreement that we'd like to see Kevin Durant in the East next year? I'd like to see him in New York. I think if he were to go to New York with Kyrie, yeah. that would be it, it will be not fun. redeem him in my view. But if he can go and he and Kyrie can pull something together and maybe get to the finals, you know, that's that that I think will at least us, make him rad. Feel he should do that. I wonder if there's a situation where, you know, even if Kyrie left the Celtics, if he could end up with the Celtics, because obviously Gordon Hayward has not worked out real well for them i mean with the injury and everything but he is he has not played well no since he's this season since he's gotten back from the injury i wonder if there is a scenario where he could end up with the celtics because that would be kind of fun i think i think that well the other thing to consider is now the clippers have also made spots for two max players so he could he could Mm -hmm. go to la and take over that team uh and battle lebron in the stable center but i like him in new york i think that'd be kind of fun um, that would be really fun. I, I want New York to be good. I really do. Yeah. I, the thing with them is I think that their their ownership and the, the way that franchise is run, like you could give them the best player in the world, um, maybe two of the best players in the world, and they still might screw it up. <laughs> they, they've, yeah. they've had a lot of opportunities over the last 30 years to be good, and they really haven't done much with any of it. You know, I mean, they had Melo yeah. during Melo's best season. They had Patrick Ewing, you know, they, they weren't able to do anything with either of those guys. Um, yeah. And I guess we'll see yeah. if trading Chris Stapps was a mistake. It might end oh, up being Stoudemire a mistake. Too. Don't forget about Amari yeah. Stoudemire. Man, Amari yeah. and Mello. Yeah. Man, that team. If yeah. they'd had, didn't they have Jason Kidd on that team after he, didn't he go there after the Mavericks? I don't remember I that. Think that might be right. I think that might be right, actually. I'll look Either it up way. real quick. Hold on. Well, you guys, this is this kind of goes into our last thing we got to talk about today. Um, redemption for Kevin Durant could come as early as Sunday if he pulls off uh, <laughs> the, the, the all-star MVP like you guys think he's going to do. Um, I just think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think he's got – he feels like he has something to prove. I think he's going to come wait, out hot. Wait, 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 really wait. do. Let's, 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 let's back it all the way up. <laughs> And let's talk about because we didn't get to release that last one. So let's talk about uh, our picks and how close we were to the actual picks, and talk about that. Well, I'd like to just go ahead and Kidd say that I dominated both of you. Event. Uh, I totally <laughs> beat you guys out of the water on my picks. I got two more right than each of you, and I take full credit for that. Um, I, I clearly made all the right decisions. It had nothing to do with the trade at the deadline by LeBron. I, that's irrelevant. Uh, I just I was better this time. It's all right. You guys can win next year. Uh, so so ever we'll probably put it on the social medias um, with, with the picks. Uh, Jeremy and I both got fourteen of the twenty four picks correct, um, and Eddie got sixteen of the twenty four picks correct. Each of us only got two starters correct, other than LeBron and Giannis, of course. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, which is interesting uh, to me, and we all were correct with the legacy picks because no one's an idiot. Um, <laughs> I did think it was funny when he uh, said Dirk first. I thought that was great. Yeah, <laughs> I knew he was going to do it, but it still made that me laugh. whole 
yeah, let's talk about that televised event is like cool. It was funny and it was good. Yeah. And it was like not too long. I'm sure they chopped it up with too many commercials or whatever, but it was like worth the watch. It was good that they did it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I hope they do it. It was really good I hope for the, the league. league knows that that's something that needs to happen every year. Yeah. Everyone yeah. liked it too. So I, I do think that it's going to happen. It's funny because, like, you know, LeBron is LeBron probably had had, like, a whole bottle of wine before that. <laughs> um, and then uh, Giannis is, like, just a giant goofball. Yeah. Like, he's, like, clearly uh, extremely lovable. He, and, like, he's like, that's a, that's a good pick. That's college. a good pick after every pick. It's <laughs> like, a good oh, pick. Yeah. Good pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's good. And then when they started doing the reserves – and you felt bad because at the beginning of the thing, they like grilled Giannis on it. They're like, "Do you feel pressure to pick Chris Middleton?" <laughs> and I had, I truly believed that he was like, ah, "I can, you know, LeBron's not gonna pick him. I can pick who I want first. And then pick." Her. <laughs> and then, That's true. He was just like, uh, "Oh, all right, yeah, I should pick Chris." And then they came through, and he picked Chris Middleton, and then LeBron picked Anthony Davis, and then Giannis was like visibly pissed. <laughs> he was like, "Uh." He's like, and then he goes, isn't that tampering? <laughs> and oh, I was like, that's God. great. This is awesome that he'd always do this. It was just a good show. It was good. It, it was re- it was really fun. Really fun. I, I how how much uh let me ask you guys this. How much do you think they really put thought into it after they decided on the first I mean, couple they were there, gonna pick, you know? Yeah. I I imagine that they had like probably three, four people that they just definitely wanted to play with. Yeah, you know, you brought up, um, I think yesterday, Jeremy, your your theory about it seems like LeBron picked guys that are all going to be free agents this year. Yeah, someone pointed that out, and then I looked at the list, and I was like, yeah, that's there's some truth to that. With I the think exception of you James know? Harden and Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons. I mean, James, anyone outside James of the, Harden, the, it's going to be a the, no, no, no. With the exception of James Harden, oh, anyone okay, out gotcha, after gotcha. The, the first seven picks. I mean, Durant, Irving, Leonard, Davis, Thompson, all those guys are going to be free agents. Yep. And he would he would enjoy mm-hmm. playing with all of them, I think. Um, so that's an interesting yeah. theory. I, I think they probably had, you know, their first pick. Like, LeBron knew he was going to pick Kevin Durant, just like he did last year. Um, and I think Giannis probably knew who he was going to pick with his first pick. If, you know, if unless for whatever reason LeBron took it. But those first few picks were probably pretty thought out. But. I got to think that they at, at a certain point you probably just at, you go into team building mode and you have to look at what's left and figure out yeah. what you need. Yeah. Um I am most yeah, proud of my, my guys, pick. Whatever. I knew LeBron was going to pick Clay Thompson not because of the free agent thing. I just knew that LeBron would have an appreciation for having a lights out shooter on his team because I know LeBron yeah. goes oh, into yeah. these things and he wants to he wants to make everyone look good because it makes him look good if his team can win. And I just I'm so proud of that. He he picked Davis and Thompson first off the bench, and that's exactly what I had. And I was like, I, w- I was very happy that he did that. I I I knew it was going to happen. I knew he wanted Clay. Yeah, I'm proud that I got the first three picks correct. I got LeBron Durant, you Giannis did. Curry, and LeBron Irving. I got those correct. Were you guys surprised that Russell was picked so late? Yes, I was too. I thought that he would go earlier. And from, from um, LeBron, Le, we all know that LeBron likes Russ. I mean, maybe he thought like, well, Russ is not going to play on my team next year for sure. So maybe, maybe I don't, I'm not concerned with picking him, you know, if um, my theory is correct. 
But yeah, I, I guess that is a little late. Yeah, that's late. I I'm I would have been okay if when Giannis picked Ben Simmons and LeBron got upset if he had immediately picked Russ, but he didn't. I just I thought that that was what yeah. was about to happen, and then he picked Dame. Yeah, and I'm like, how do you pick Dame over Russell Westbrook, dude? Like, yeah, Dame's a good player, yeah. but we're talking about Russ, dude. If you want to win this game, you pick Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. That was where it really bugged me. That was the thing that really turned me off the most about LeBron's choices. Is that he picks? Yeah, because it's not like first. he goes, "I've got too many guards. Let me pick a big." He like just picked another guard that wasn't Russell, right. who is a big. Russell is a big. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. look at this. There were yeah. there were only three guards picked after Russ on the team. Yeah, that's disrespectful in my view. But you know, that's why I've got Russ winning the MVP because he's going to come out and be like, "Listen." Come on. Come on, guys. Listen, this is not <laughs> we're not. A, this is enough for debate anymore. I'm dominant and I'm going to dominate. Yeah. And also, Russell's attitude is the best attitude to have on this team for Giannis that definitely should be losing this all. Star. I Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we all agree on that. <laughs> I think LeBron's team yes. is completely stacked. Uh, mm -hmm. I would love in this game. I would love for Paul and Russ to come out and be in the closing lineup and to just take over and decide we're going to beat LeBron's team right now. <laughs> screw James Harden. <laughs> screw Kevin Durant. We're going to beat these guys. Because think about it. Still Steph Curry. And still Jokic, which I know that doesn't seem like a whole lot, but I'm telling you, when it's fourth quarter and the only thing available are 14 footers... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who 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 do you guys yeah, think are going to be in the closing lineups? Like, typically they they go with the starters to open the game, but the starters aren't necessarily the ones that close the game. And I I like Kemba, but I think we all agree he kind of got in on a technicality as a starter. Um, yeah, I don't. I see them. I see him being switched out for Russ in the closing lineup. Now, who who is the head coach? Is it is it Budenholzer? If it's Budenholzer, yeah, it he could yeah, very well be Budenholzer. give favoritism to Chris Middleton and put him in the closing lineup with Giannis. Yeah, but no. I would like to I see it, Russ in there it, with with Paul, um, Steph, Giannis, and Joel. I think that would be a great lineup to go against those other guys. Yes, it would. I think it's kind of dependent on who's hot during the game. You know, I mean, because some players won't won't shoot that well. You know, sure. and even players that don't shoot well in this game still score like twenty. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's kind of dependent on that. I could see Anthony Davis having a very good game. If, if Kevin Durant doesn't win it, I, my next pick would be Anthony Davis. I think that he also feels like maybe he has, maybe he doesn't have something to prove, but I think he maybe just wants to remind the world that, that he is like one of the baddest dudes on the planet. Um, when it comes to, you know, playing basketball on a basketball court. So, and he knows that, you know, the teams are fighting over him right now, and he's probably embracing that a little bit. He definitely has the game for. I now team. think that because we've talked down uh, to Dame Lillard so much that he's going to like <laughs> go off for forty points or something like that. I'd be okay with it. I'd be um, okay with him scoring a bunch. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't hate yeah, but Dame. I, I now. Nah, me either. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actively he's like fine. him. He's fine. He's. But I don't actively dislike yeah, him. I think that's where it is. I'm lukewarm. I respect him. But I respect also, his I game. mean, we're pretending like Dirk Nowitzki is not going to pull off another 22 <laughs> free throw game. <laughs> 
Oh, you know, we forgot to make <laughs> all oh, the all-star events. And we, we haven't even talked about Hami. Hamidunk, right. man. No, don't worry, guys. I have all of the tabs pulled up for each event to look at the rosters of all the events. Let's, let's do oh, it. Good. I, we got Hamadou in the <laughs> dunk good. contest. I, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to win, but, man, I'm going to enjoy watching him. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Antonio Daniels pointed out that, like, you know, a rookie, young guy, most of the league isn't really aware of who he is. You know, like this dunk contest is going to do amazing things for his confidence uh, going forward. And his confidence is already good. I mean, when he's on the court, he's a confident guy. You know, he just goes off his instincts and he just does whatever he needs to do in the flow of the game. But it's going to be so fun. I mean, we haven't seen a Thunder player in the dunk contest in Surge. It's going to be really fun seeing him in this. I hope he gets Paul George and Russell Westbrook involved. Even if they're not, you know, you know those guys are going to be so excited for him uh, sitting. I want Terrence that Ferguson night. to be involved. I do too. I want those two young dudes out I want there. Ferguson I want T. Ferg out there with him. But I can't wait to see what, what Russ wears. I want T. Ferg to go out there and fake a dunk. <laughs> That looks awesome. I want it to be like uh, how many throws like a lob where it bounces off the ground and then t goes and grabs it and puts it through his legs and then just like chunks it off the backboard and then Hami like <laughs> does also like the same thing. Like a too long video game dunk is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> these two freak jumpers. Yeah. They are freak jumpers yeah, for it, sure. These guys can jump over. The world is anyway. about to be introduced to his athleticism. Yeah, Hami is... <laughs> crazy athletic i mean he can jump out of the gym as a lot of journalists say like he is this is going to be really fun guys i'm really excited about that have you got it pulled up victor let's look at all the events yeah it, i mean dennis smith jr also has hops so if Hami doesn't win i'm pulling for uh dennis smith i like him who are the other yeah. two it's um, a bunch of short guys in the dunk contest right i love it because all you got because it's more impressive yeah. when they get yeah. up and do crazy stuff someone on yeah it's hard to win when you're well, tall yeah, in some all-star game before yeah. they were like you know the best the the best uh place to be in the in the dunk contest is to be right around like six six to six eight like that's prime because it's impressive when you get up you can really demonstrate your hops but you still have the ability to like make it look crazy whereas like people like Dwight Howard they're yeah. like I mean you literally got to raise the rim for it to look crazy for him to dunk yeah it's like, <laughs> yeah you know that was impressive when Dwight did it but you know I I like seeing some more mortal looking dudes out there and Hemi is is not yeah. a crazy specimen he just can jump <laughs> i mean he's a thin little guy but he yeah. can freaking jump who who else yeah. is, so it's, it's Hemi, it's, uh uh dennis smith jr and where the other two guys i don't know miles bridges from charlotte very well oh they got a hometown not guy either. in there yeah they do mm. they got him in there okay um and then josh collins from the hawks who i think i've seen like a clip or two of him dunking and he can he can josh or john he's a power dunker Sorry, John. John John Collins. I think he's a center. I think he's a big guy, if I remember correctly. I may be confusing yeah, he's a power dunker. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think yeah. I mean he's yeah. Well, I, I think he's like a four. Four, yeah. yeah. Uh what about the is there a skills challenge this year? Yes. There there is. There is. Hold on. I never really enjoy that. Uh, Trey Young Taco Bell. is in. Yeah. Mike Connolly, Luca Ooh. Oh, this is gonna be great. It's Mike Connolly, Luca, Darren Fox, Jokic, Kuzma, Jason Tatum, Vucevic, and Trey Young. That is way too many people. 
That's way too long. <laughs> well, they've been doing they've been doing the big yeah, they do like the, for, yeah. the guards yeah. kind of a thing, yeah. which which I like that. John Collins is six ten, by the way. So he yeah, he's a big guy. I think it's yeah. too many people. I, I guess I don't pay attention to this. That's my least favorite of all the events. I I, I think it's the been, idea of it's cool, but it's like they, they don't do it very well. Oh yeah, they've been I mean, doing it that so way much. for a few seasons. Well, the the big guys I'd, and I'd like usually see, the big guys like win, I think, Young which is kind of cool. Ball out. I'd like to see. De'Aaron Fox is my pick. If whoever he plays with, he's gonna win. He that dude is like insanely quick. He can he can do it. Yeah. Trey's Trey's also really quick yeah, and fast, really small, rest, so he he's advantageous in that. Yeah. I think Jokic is gonna look the most yeah. entertaining. Um, I want Luca to win this one. I don't know why. I just do. Go ahead and win this and go away. That's yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the opposite. I don't want him to win because I know he's gonna be dominant for like ever. We're gonna have to be listening to people talk about Luca for the next ten years at least. Yeah, I think in in this competition, not necessarily the dunk and the three point competition, but the skills challenge, I feel like some guys don't really try that hard. You know what I mean? And I think the league tried to fix that with making this bigs versus uh, guards thing, which has worked really well because the when the bigs win, they're always so excited, you know, so that aspect of it is kind of fun. Um, Russell used to be in this every year. You guys remember that? I remember he was yeah, in it and it I never do. looked good. Russ and, yeah, and Russ has Russ has came out and said it before. Like he, he is an in game guy. Like I, he can't manufacture what his brilliance is in game outside of the game. That's why he's never done the dunk contest. That's why he's always looked kind of lackluster in the skills challenge. Like he doesn't care. <laughs> he just doesn't care enough to go out there and because he's not. It's like it's a competition, but for Russ, I think it's much more about going up against the dude right in front of you. Like not not the actual yeah. the 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 skills like he's not trying to compete the skills and compete compete via time you know i i think he's much more of a visceral like i need to be fighting you type of guy which is why it was kind of yeah. always a bummer to watch him in that yeah event. yeah 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 he's also not the most okay. skilled so in the uh, dribbler or anything in the league for sure yeah he, he he's he's not a he's not like a he, going around those dummies to me seems like so much pressure on your ankles and knees yeah with if they do it mm-hmm. I, I hate watching when that. he starts dancing anyway. it's not i always feel worried <laughs> when he starts doing the james harden dance <laughs> it's like oh no russ what are you gonna do what are you gonna do it's probably gonna yeah. be a wild <laughs> shot or a turnover <laughs> yeah all right three point contest um dirk's gonna score well, hold on, wait, let me get five to, let's do rising stars first oh i let's forgot do rising about stars that. first because i think it's less exciting yeah, i don't i, think I don't care about it at all <laughs> um the team america um, is Jared Allen, Marvin Bagley the third, Lonzo Ball? I think is hurt, so someone else is gonna have to play. That John Collins, Cat, Darren Fox, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, still, Jason Tatum, and Trey Young. That's a lot of guards. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then um, the world is like DeAndre Ayton, Bogdanovich, Luca, Alori Markinen, some people I don't know, <laughs> Jasakoji. Teddy Osman, I know. Uh, ben Simmons. Who's OG Anunobi? That's in Toronto. That guy that plays sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this game will probably be pretty boring. Um, or it will be awesome, and I won't watch it. Luca so. and Simmons <laughs> yeah. is all you need to say. They're going to win. Yeah. Where? 
Where is Simmons from? He's not American. He's Australian, I think. Australia. He's Australian. Oh my goodness. Oh dude. really? Should, there's a whole hilarious YouTube video of him talking about how weird it is to be here in America, and how like sometimes his Aussie accent will like come through, and then people will be really confused, <laughs> like they don't. They're like, Interesting. Why are you like that. Yeah. I will pay closer attention. I watch this game sometimes i feel like there have been thunder players in this game before and i've watched it i think alex uh, in it. i mean Rus- russell and kevin were in it way back in the day obviously I feel like um surge might have been in it i think surge was in it steven was in it yeah yeah what's oh yeah steven was in it i forgot about that yeah yeah, yeah my yeah. my interest on a scale of one to ten is probably like a two or three when it comes to that game i might turn it on maybe i'm not gonna get to watch it, i don't think it's is too, it on sunday it's like, it's like too early in the day it's on, it's on a Friday night. Yep. Friday or it's usually night. on Friday night. Let me see. I can tell you when I go back and look at it. It is going to be uh, Friday at 8 p.m. Yep. I will East, not be Central. able to watch that. That's right. Mm-hmm. It'll be still in Tejas. San Antonio um, and the big old women in the churros. <laughs> <laughs> What is it heck? no seriously San Antonio definitely <laughs> no San Antonio definitely like has the most obese people per capita or something like that. I just say really? per capita whenever. I actually don't know what per capita means. <laughs> we are, we are college educated everyone. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone. I teach more than, children. Um <laughs> more than Oklahoma even. <laughs> yeah, they've got uh more bathrooms per capita than each uh, restroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right, what's the, the three point contest? Uh, I know is going to be big. Um, I don't, I don't have the list. All right, Devin Booker. Yep. Both Currys, yep. the Curry brothers, both, both from Danny North Green. Carolina. That's... By the way, both those guys are from North Carolina. Ah, gotcha. Joe Harris, Buddy Hield. Yep. Dame Dollar. Yep. Chris Middleton. Yep. The Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk and Kemba mm, Walker. Kemba Walker, hometown guy, also. Uh, this is a tough one. I gotta have Dirk's got to win. I this one would for love me. to see Dirk win this. He is no chance. Oh, I would love now. it so much. <laughs> he has no chance at winning. This. I think, I don't think Devin Booker might win this thing. I think Devin Booker might win this thing. I I think it's fun. I think it's fun they put the Curry brothers in there together. Uh, my head says Steph is going to win it, but my i i would love to see dirk win this this would be so fun and i think that everyone in the competition would also love to see dirk win it not that they're not going to try but mm-hmm. i i think that would be just brilliant if he won this it would be the best best okay. thing but i i see i would like to okay i don't care who wins i want seth curry to beat steph curry that's what matters to me <laughs> oh that 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 would be great that would be really great that, yeah. if they win or don't win but he's got to get more points than steph that would just be awesome that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when Kevin was in this competition and he was he terrible? He crapped all over he it, was, man. He only made seven. Yeah. That's it. It was it was god awful. That's cr- and then he made them make his own competition and he had that horse thing that he won for two years and they're like, okay, we gotta stop this doing this. this is stupid. Do you remember <laughs> yeah, I watched the video of that once and I remember the one it was one that he was going up against Rondo and they just were shooting threes at the end. They just kept Yep. Shooting threes at the top of the key until one of them missed. It was so stupid. Like, you got to yeah. take that seriously. Right. He made one. He made a one foot, like, probably 30 foot three in one of those horse things. And I was like, oh, that's impressive. 
I don't know. They got to yep. take it as seriously then, as the kids on the yeah. playground take it, and then it'd be fun to watch. But they no. don't. Yeah. Then there will be no. Then there'd be murders, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to, this is going to be a, a fun. I always watch Saturday night of the All Star Weekend. I, I oh think yeah, it's really fun. It's nice listening to you know all the old guys too talk about things. You know, Shaq is always there. All the TNT guys. Um, and they usually have some legends come back and judge the dunk contest. Um, you know, Bill Russell and uh, Dr. J. So I think I think it's gonna be fun. If you guys want to hop on Discord and watch it together, that'd be kind of cool. You uh, know, because it doesn't necessarily. I know what I'm gonna do. Oh my gosh! I don't get to watch oh, yeah. creating stuff. side. I'll get to watch the main game, and that's it on Sunday. Mm. Oh yeah. I'm going to create a side project for myself that if you guys are down with, I'll clear it with you guys. I want to make a uh, NBA all-star game uh, drinking game. And it's <laughs> mm. <laughs> because there seems to be some consecutive themes. I feel like they're going on and just make a list of things that the commentators say and that the players do. I'm so and into I that. Be nice. Yeah. I, so I, 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 might I want, do that victor because i i will i will play that game with you (laughs) (laughs) i will we're all seasoned veterans at that particular sport (laughs) (laughs) that would be really fun all right guys uh, all right a couple games this week before the all-star game uh we've already made some Mm -hmm. picks um let's see here we got portland on i think monday at home tomorrow we beat portland the last two times um, so logically, uh, we should lose this, but I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to win because we're coming off of a really great stretch of basketball. We've got some confidence. We've shown that we can come back pretty much under anything and we're at home. And I think that Russ is tired of losing to Dane. So I'm going to say we're going to win on, on Monday. I originally picked for us to lose that game because, I picked for them to beat Houston, and I thought they were going to have a little bit of a Houston hangover, you know, from from that that big game. But gosh, they're just playing so dang well, and they had it was such a victorious win last night. Like I don't know, I think I might change to a W. Yep, I'm going to do it. I just changed, I just made up my too mind. late. They are going to win in. tomorrow night, guys. It's locked in. Oh, I can't change uh, it. You can change it. Go ahead. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it, we haven't published yet you can change it <laughs> okay yeah yeah it's a w it's a guys dub. they're gonna go into the all-star break um having won 10 of the last 10 games it's gonna be great here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna keep doing my little b based god voodoo um last week i picked us to go three and three in this six game stretch because I had kept picking the optimistic route and then we would lose games. And now we've won all those games. So I'm going to continue to say that we're going to lose to Portland and celebrate when we win. That's fair. That's, That's good. Fair. Yes. I, I I mean, to be fair, we're just we're just picking what we think will happen. We never want the Thunder to lose. No, <laughs> you I would know? Never. But uh, yeah. Try to make these picks with my head and not my heart. Because with my heart, I always think they're going to win. Well, I think Portland could come in with a bit of an edge. Um, so it could be – I mean, it's going to be a tough game. I don't think there's any way around that. Uh, I just I, – I think we're playing too well. If we if we come out and we're flat, then, yeah, they're probably going to beat us. They want to beat us. But – yeah. Uh, and then we got New Orleans on Thursday in New Orleans. That whole mess right before the break. of the team. 
that's this is a a classic um uh you know screw up type of game this is just a classic scenario mm-hmm. to to fail um but again i'm gonna go ahead and say that i'm trusting these guys right now i'm gonna say that's a w no matter what yeah. i think it's gonna be a weird game i i think that it's just not gonna be sounds weird to say it's not gonna be competitive but I don't think we're going to get the best from either team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. We, we've talked about the possibility of, of Billy sitting a guy or two as well. I don't, I don't know if that would happen right before a big break. I, I think it's going to be a weird game. I think that the Thunder wins. I think that because Steven Adams um, does not like to be uh, not doing anything, if you read his book, I think that they go ahead and sit him, and he just leaves and takes his New Zealand break early and just mm. goes home and chills and does not play. Or if he does play, I finally get my 30-point Stephen Adams game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Either or. So Either or. So you think he's going home to, to New Zealand Either for or. a break? Oh, yeah. Do they have bears in New Zealand? I, I picture him <laughs> wrestling <laughs> wrestling bears. <laughs> Can't you guys just picture that just for like for sport? Like Steven doesn't want to hurt them, but he'll wrestle them and try to pin them to the ground. I can just see that it, that vision makes me so happy. I'm smiling right now. I am I hope, too. Jeremy, I hope he does. I that. highly, I I highly recommend everybody read Stephen Adams' uh, autobiography. I need to. I need to, also I need to get. My did you buy it, Victor? Where did you buy it from? It was it was a gift. It was a secret Santa gift. Shout out to Sherry Hayden who totally nailed it with that secret Santa game. Um, and man, it's, I already love him, but you read this and you're like, yep, I was right to love this man. And uh, not always do you get that. <laughs> so ladies, if you're like, you know, if you're in a rut of picking the wrong guy and you know, you like Steven Adams, uh, <laughs> read this book and then you'll feel validated of your choices. <laughs> oh man. I did. I did see the chapter on Russ uh, that he wrote about Russ, which is pretty phenomenal. Where he was just mm-hmm. like, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he has a chapter that says all of my thoughts on Russell Westbrook. It, the whole chapter is those two words. He's great. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Um, all right. Our team is rolling, on, guys. Okay, One more ahead. plug. I already said it once in the pod. Seriously, most people, all people should get on Netflix and watch that movie. High Flying Bird. It is so thought provoking. And uh, I think just, I, I get now that it probably came out for Black History Month. Um, but it's a little bit more layered than that. But is it's just fantastic movie by um, uh, oh, Steven, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, yes, yeah, Steven Soderbergh. It's got some clips from some uh, NBA players in there that don't have a ton to do with the movie, but they do have the story so it's it's just a good watch go go watch that thing yeah i watched it yesterday uh per victor's recommendation and i did enjoy it it was it was fun to watch and very thought-provoking yeah it's a good time to be a thunder fan guys this is uh this is one of the good times to be a thunder fan and we've had some we've had a lot of good times in the past but we've have had some bad times and right now it's a pretty good time because we're very hopeful for the rest of the season the team is playing very well 
there's no weak links on this team. Uh, it's all it's all good. It's all goodness, guys. Well, uh, we, you know, our our bench could perform better. <laughs> oh, Eddie, you had to ruin it. Our bench it, didn't could you? perform better. I mean, I don't I don't know the exact numbers from last night, but I'm pretty sure Schroeder scored basically all of our bench points. But you're right. It is a good time <laughs> to be a Thunder fan. Uh, definitely better than it was, you know, a month and a half ago when we lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. But definitely better than last mm-hmm. year when we had Carmelo Anthony on the team, and certainly better than, mm-hmm. than all the the seasons we've had injuries. <laughs> uh, it's good. Yes, absolutely. It's fun to talk about it with you guys. Uh, I enjoy it, and I'm, yep. I'm looking forward to these upcoming games. Me too. Me too. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, this is this is the Thunder Moneyball podcast, and we'll catch you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.